Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter with Further Still Ministries and my buddy Chad Russell. And uh, we've got a uh, a friend here, John Majors, uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas, actually from Louisville here with Family Life. But uh, we want to thank Carol Rogers, Carpet One, Ken Martin and his crew. And uh, if you have carpet and flooring needs, uh, they're a great place to to go to so but we're uh we've been unpacking what family life is standing for and uh john you you've shared a little bit but i'd like to zero in on um leadership in the home and you know what does that look like and then in chad you you in during the break you know what does it not look like Give us a little bit of what it does not look like, you know, kind of worldly, but then we really want to unpack what does it look like? How do we lead within the family unit? One of the one of the things you'll hear, one of the challenges you hear to teaching that men should lead in the home is, is well, if you keep emphasizing that, men are going to abuse that and they'll dominate their families and they'll beat their wives and... And, uh, you know, they, they're the king, they're the ruler and they, they, what I say, yeah. that's, that's it. And, and that's one abuse, right? That mm-hmm. is definitely, um, some people use the analogy of if you're driving down the middle of the road, that's one ditch that, that people fall off. Another abuse or a, a problem with not talking about leadership in the home is I think an equal abuse. I'd use the word abuse is passivity. Men go the other direction. They back out. And I think a lot of the challenges you're seeing with with kids, uh, with lack of discipline, with, with crime, with drugs, with all sorts of things, bullying, whatever you want to use, are passive men in the home. And almost every single stat is improved when a when a father is just in the home. We're talking about well-being stats of income, uh, happiness, you know, crime rates, everything for children if a dad just is there whether he's engaged or not and then an engaged father takes it to a whole another step so passivity is another type of abuse and if you're not talking about leadership that's where that's where men go because let's face it i mean we're all pretty selfish and we want it pretty Mm -hmm. easy and unless you have other men coming into your life saying no 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 this that's not what you're called to do you're called to lead now what is leadership just look at Ephesians 5. The first thing he says is husbands love your wives. Like he doesn't even start with husbands lead your wives. His husbands love your wives. And so that's where I start with leadership. I've heard guys say, you know, my wife's not submitting to me. What's the deal? <laughs> uh, the question would be, how are you loving her? <laughs> where does it say it's your job to make her submit? It's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to help her grow in that. And she's only going to submit to you if she submits to the Holy Spirit, to Christ first. And so your job's not to do some weird submit to me kind of thing, but it's to love her. And you lead, lead, her, for love, uh, lead her through loving her. Jesus said, greater love, greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends. And there's no closer friend in your life than your spouse. And so what does it look like to lay down your life every day for her and that's leadership give, give, give us some practical examples of how we can lay down our life in love for our wife yeah and uh even as you ask that every guy hearing this something has come to his mind immediately <laughs> yep. like it's, this isn't some enigma i mean last night our son needed a diaper change i said we're out of diapers uh he's still wearing them at night you know, hop up and, and help. 
don't just assume my wife's got it that's her job but hop up and help get in there how can i serve her not just tolerate do enough to get by but how can i serve her how can i go out of my way to to love her by serving her how can i make sure honey you are frazzled you get away tonight i'll take the kids i've seen man after man who doesn't want one-on-one time with his kids he's afraid to be alone with his kids I mean, really? You're going to let four-year-olds dis- derail you completely? Huh. These are same guys that are CEOs that are running, Multi- dealing with huge issues, with much greater stakes, it appears. And yet they won't dive in and watch their kids for two hours so their wives can go just stare at a wall and be a person, you know, <laughs> and try to regain some energy and some personhood. That's... um yeah, and Chad, you're in the middle of that uh, right now. Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't looking at you. No, I no, that. I was, but I wasn't. I don't. It's funny know. when you say get up and change the diaper. I'm the guy who, when I take the garbage out, I want to parade when I come back. <laughs> and my Jenna looks at me like you took the garbage yeah, out. Yeah, right. like, that's not that big of a deal, yeah. which is right. And Be I think quiet. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot. You said to, we kind of go to gravitate to one or the other. I think you're right. I think that, uh, like you know, I, I, like anybody else, I can look at something and say, okay, changing a diaper. That's just bare minimum. That's like, okay, you're not raising the bar at that point. I think losing your life, Jesus said you have to lose your life in order to gain it. I think that's true in marriage, about losing your life from the perspective of um, loving her, her needs ahead of yours, the kids' needs ahead of yours. I mean, that the whole greatest commandment thing, love God and love others, the first other I always say is my wife. Absolutely. And the people in my home. And that's a daily, it's, it's not easy. I'm just telling you, it's not easy for me. It's not easy. Well, you know, I mean, you guys were talking about being, being living out the gospel. I mean, it's Jesus who went to the cross and sacrificed. Talk a little about how do we sacrifice? Uh, and so for our spouse, because if we're going to be like Jesus and, and the interesting thing is, you know, Jesus, the, the Bible says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I'm like, how in the world? Jesus, he went to the cross and yet he had joy. How, I mean, how do, you, how do you do that? How do we experience joy in the midst of sacrifice for our, our wife and for our kids? Well, it all comes out of what, what is your greater hope? What is your greater delight? Men understand sacrifice. I mean, I spoke at an uh, Air Force base and I taught on that very verse, greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends because they get that. Like they've all signed up to die. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're hoping to get their college paid for to make it through, but they've also signed up knowing there's a good chance I could die serving in the military. So they get sacrifice, and men understand that because many men give up a lot for their job. I mean, they give up their health, uh, they they give up their time, they give up their hobbies for whatever work they've given their life to. So they know how to sacrifice. They know how to do it. And they do it because they have some greater hope, whether it's prestige. You know, I want more to seem more important. I, I want to be in control of more. I want more money, whatever it might be. And there's a guy, Thomas Chalmers, who talks about the expulsive power of a greater affection. You know, how do you have a greater affection that expulses or pushes out the lesser affections and so men men understand that but what happens is it 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 just for some reason breaks down in the home i think it's a bit of i'm wore out when i get home 
and and I just want to be left alone. I want to try to recover. And there's some validity to that, right? You know, none of us are Iron Men. None of us can keep going forever. You got to have some rest. But it's got to start with what what is my greater purpose in life? Like, what is my life about? And if you know that far more important than my occupation is the lives I'm investing in in my wife and children, and if that is at the beginning of your priorities, then it then you can sacrifice because you know that that's worth it and it's valuable. It's, it's, it's getting that top button on your shirt right, and when that happens, everything else falls in line. Are you saying something? Here. Uh, no, you, actually, you, your buttons are, right. are looking okay, good. good. You're looking good, but... <laughs> Don't want to be misaligned. <laughs> but, but yeah, when we, when we have that principle of, you know, Chad, what you mentioned, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, number one, and then we love our neighbor as ourself, the greatest, closest neighbor is our wife and our kids... And we put that principle of that's first, then we can begin to sacrifice a little bit more um, at home and have that priority in order. Um, yep. If you're telling guys you got to sacrifice and you're starting there, they're going, no thanks. You know, I already feel frazzled. I already feel dead inside. So many men are wiped out you got to start with how do you love Jesus more? How do you get to know him better? And sacrifice will come. You can't fall in love with him and get to know him and not see that ultimately if you're really truly pursuing him. So that's where it starts. That's the top button, as you said. Yeah, so I, I, there was a guy that I, I just uh, a guy named Tom, a friend of mine who um, is in the process. You know, was in the process of really how do I do that? And a real practical thing that he he said, you know what? I, I watch about an hour to two hours of television every night. And he said, you know, I I've got to I've got to trim that down so that I can begin to pursue the man who died for me. And he said that was the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. And then uh, out, of the, out of that, he becomes a greater, uh, you know, a more loving, gracious-filled husband. Because you can't walk with Jesus, right? And, and not be changed. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the transformer. And we become a more gracious person, a more loving person, a, more, a, a person with greater purpose, fulfillment, and uh, life becomes even more honorable. And wow. So uh, we're going to have to take a break here. Yep, good conversation um, here, taking a break. And for those of you just joining us, we are going to be finishing up our last segment here with John Majors of Family Life. And we're going to be talking about principles of being a man. And we're going to talk a little bit more in the last segment about are we making too big of a deal of this or is this something that what does the Bible say about being a man? So we're going to talk more about that here in this last segment. So thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio, Facebook.com, Solid Steps Radio. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our final segment. For those of you just joining us, we are with John Majors of Family Life. And for the past hour, we have been talking about what it is to be a man. And as I, if you've listened regularly, I always say this show is like taking a drink out of a fire hydrant. How do you take any <laughs> so much information? So uh, we're talking, though, with John about uh, being a man and what does the Bible say about that and all the validity of that. And, Kurt, uh, talk a little bit more about, um, you know, where we're going in regards to 
this new year about being a man we, God called us to be. Well, you know, John, we were talking about this whole thing with leadership and how do we sacrifice and, and uh, describe a little bit more of how do we serve our wife? How do we serve our family as a leader? Because we, we sometimes we think this leadership thing is we got to be strong, bold, and we do have to be strong and bold, but it, it means serving and becoming a servant. Talk about that a little bit. So you mentioned the Stepping Up book. Yes. Uh, we use that word step to give guys an acronym for here's how I step up in my family. Here's how I lead. S-T-E-P. Stand firm. Take initiative. That's the T. E is engage with wisdom and grace. And then P is plan ahead and provide. And we unpack those quite a bit, not in the book, but in the video series we put together on that, a 10-week video series. But one of the things I think, so any guy can take any one of those, and we try to help guys process, you know, where where's the area where I've struggled the most to lead? Standing firm, take initiative, engage with wisdom and grace, plan ahead and provide. I think one thing guys can just start with is say, let me, let me take a step back, look at my marriage and say, which of those do I need to apply more intentionally to my marriage? One of the things I try to do, and, and it all depends on what season you're in, you know, how old your kids are what your personal issues are you know with my wife we're coming out of a season and I had a guy tell us this summer he said he read a book where a study was done uh, about people and their levels of productivity in life and they said they found the most productive people were those who came right after who had just come out of the diaper stage like they're, they realized hey I'm a person again you know <laughs> I've been totally absorbed with little bitty kids you know what I'm talking about no wonder I'm like, like I am like I am so, Chad you got a few years yet right. <laughs> but you're going wait a second I, I can actually do stuff I don't just have to answer to little people all the time you know and so my wife's in that stage now okay uh, I do have things I like to do as a person of my own and so whenever I she loves food she loves teaching about food in fact, the way she helps families connect is through food. Think about how much of the connection you have with your family around the table. I mean, not much right now, Chad, right. but in theory, you go out Abs. to lunch with guys to connect with them. Food is so central to our lives, and so she loves to teach on food. She gets often asked to teach classes, and whenever she gets asked, just recently, she was asked to teach at a local community college on, on different food preparations she does. I always jump to say, yes, do that, whatever it takes. Let me, you know, I'll watch the kids, whatever we need to do, because that's a way I can serve her. She can grow. She can delight in something God has wired her to do. And it's going to take sacrifice. I can't do something I might have wanted to do that night. So serving is... But it's a way to take the initiative with her as well. For me, that's one way that I say... Another layer of that, though, would be, okay, let me go find places where she can teach... Mm. on my own oh wow yes before she even knows about it and get her connected with those people that's another level of taking the initiative not just responding to what she asks right <laughs> that's where we often find ourselves let me wait till she asks well no now that i know that she likes that here i'm coaching myself as we talk i'm learning a little bit about what i need to do <laughs> now that i know that that's something she's wired to do and loves to do how I'm can not- i look for opportunities and, and take take the initiative to find opportunities for her before she even knows about it. What, what you're really saying is how do I help my wife become successful and bless her to, to help her become all that she can be 
in yeah. in the kingdom of God and and for the glory of Jesus and and for the just the betterment of who she is as a person. Who who doesn't want that, right? I mean, imagine if you had someone. I mean, guys go out and hire career coaches and what have you. Someone who's thinking about how can I help him grow as a person, become all that he wants to be. I mean, God has given you that opportunity to do that with your wife, with your kids. You're always looking for what are they good at? How can I get them into this sport, this activity? How can I help them grow? Like that's that's something men are wired to do they're, mm. and they're good at. That's servanthood. Yeah. That's and it's something we all want done for ourselves, right? We're, we all are hoping that others are thinking about us. And and you know what? <laughs> so many times, I mean, our our wives do that and have done that for us, right? They do it very well. They do it really well, whether we recognize it. Yeah, or Yeah, I mean, you know, back in the very beginning, God said, "This man, he needs a helper. He needs a helpmate." And and yet we are we are to do the same. Yep. This is the the P side of that stepping up. The letter P. And we learned this from Stu Weber. He talks about provision, and he breaks that word into two parts. Pro, beforehand, vision, see out ahead is what he breaks it down into. And a man's role in providing is to see out ahead. And I learned this from Dennis Rainey. One of the most important things, I said all my work was grunt work on the front end, but the thing he kept saying to me was, get out ahead of me. And, and Stu Weber uses the image of like the old wagon train, and they had the scout that would go out ahead of everyone he goes out, he sees the problems, he takes care of them before anyone ever gets there or knows about them. And when I hear that, I, I don't really like that, right? I want everyone to know about whatever problems I fixed. I want the credit, the glory, <laughs> the parade. The parade, yeah. For taking out right. the trash, right? right. Yes. Uh, I, I want that glory, but a true servant, uh, I've heard someone say, you'll know you're a servant by the way you respond when you're treated like one. Hmm. Huh. Say that one more time. You'll know you're a servant or not by the way you respond when you're treated like one. Hmm. That's good. Who wants to be treated like a servant, right? Right. Who but yet, if that's what you're called to do, and not saying that people should treat you poorly, but we're called to serve. And part of serving is provision, seeing out ahead. Okay, I'm seeing that here's where my kids are headed. Here's some problems that this particular child might have. How do I get out ahead of that and, and begin to work on that before it gets there? And then, and we act like we're surprised that it happened. You know, men are wired to do that. Men can do that. It's just a matter of being intentional. Mm. You know, I'm I'm in the throes of the end of the year looking at my business and looking for next year and planning. And if you tell me, take your business and, and have some goals, plans, what are you going to do to improve? I could tell you the percentages of where my business comes from and all of that. And then if I take those same principles and look at my marriage, my children, it's it's pretty pitiful how I lack of approaching it in the same way. And one of my things this year is my I keep telling myself. I don't want perfection, I want progress. I need to see some progress this year. I need to see progress in my marriage, I need to see progress with my relationships with my kids. All those principles that I wanna dive into at nine to five, I need to do it between five and nine. And, and you know, yep. talking about that. And so. I tell men to get away for a weekend, just you, not at a, con a marriage conference, you need to do that once a year or every other year or so, but you also need to get away, and just the two of you get away and talk about, here, here are the issues I see in our marriage, here's what we need to work on. Again, that's a great way you can serve your wife. We we got away our first year of marriage for a planning weekend, and we just had one question on the wall. It's what what do we want to be true of our marriage 50 years from now? Like when we're old and decrepit and sitting on the porch rocking in the chair. 
in diapers uh, in diapers <laughs> our own diapers <laughs> what do we want to be able to say happened mm. and was true of us and so we just started writing it on sticky notes and sticking them on the wall and reorganizing and arranging them and then from there we were able to back up and say okay so what does that mean for what we're doing now and so we were able to say no to some things and yes to others mm. because we knew this is this is where we want to go well oh, that's a great exercise yeah it's really powerful and then you can do it yearly just get away and say what are our main issues what do we need to work on and and it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. i think guys are overwhelmed thinking it's going to take forever you know that's an hour conversation you can't talk about that forever it'll wear you out Mm -hmm. an hour or two and and it ends up becoming a lot of fun yes yeah and uh you can have you can have these dates with your with your spouse and unpack some of these things that God has put on your heart and you, you, you begin to really sort through the things that are between good things but then the better things and then the, and then ultimately the best things of how do we how do we move towards this incredible intentional life that is really truly fulfilling that's biblical leadership hmm. it is yes that's stepping up, as you've mentioned, right? So, so uh, guys, uh, stepping up, it's a great resource. You can get it through Family Life. Yep. What's the website? Uh, familylife.com or mensteppingup.com. Okay. It's a 10-week video series, and we created this to help a guy. All the stuff we create, we really try to help people win and lead and do ministry on their own. We try to create resources that set people up to do ministry. So, stepping up, 10-week video series. I've done it in my neighborhood, my neighbor's house. We met in his living room, 10 weeks, 10 nights. You show the video, it's 30 minutes, it's fun, engaging. It starts with an action film, starts with a World War II bomber scene. Uh, so guys are going to get drawn in. Mm. Uh, 10 weeks, workbook, and it helps guys put together a plan for how do I step up as a mm. man. Uh, that's what we're about. That's why we do Solid Steps Radio. John, it has been an absolute blast to have you here. This hour has flown by, and we are uh, just honored that you came, and uh, we just love what you're doing with Family Life. We love uh, Dennis and Barbara Rainey and what they stand for and and the values of of promoting healthy marriages and strong families. Um, We're going to close up today, and and listeners, thanks for joining in. Uh, But, John, would you pray for our listeners, and specifically, would you pray for the men who are listening and ask God's favor and blessing on them? Definitely. Lord, we do just thank you that we can uh, be on the radio talking about the gospel and not worried about if someone will break through the doors and, and stop us and throw us in jail. Thank you that we have those freedoms. But I pray specifically for the men listening to this. I know many men are weighed down with responsibility. They're wore out. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're confused. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, laden, and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take your, my yoke upon you. And I pray that we would take his yoke upon us, that as men we would say, how do I get to know Jesus better? How do I rest in him more? How do I depend on him more? Lord, give the men listening this the courage to really submit to Christ first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Give them the vision for that and the hope and to put them around other men who can help them with that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. John, thanks for visiting today. And we, if anybody wants to hear this entire hour, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Saturday. Without-